0: I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Monday Mindset Minute. Okay, so last week I talked about one thing that you can do if you tend towards having a more neurotic personality. And remember, neuroticism means being more negative in the way that you think about things, basically, in a nutshell, tending towards, you know, a pessimistic worldview. So one thing I talked about doing to help decrease that feeling or that presentation of that behavior of pessimism and those those thoughts um, that are more negative and pessimistic in nature is to take extreme ownership of your behavior, really to go above and beyond and recognize that every decision you make leads to a certain particular outcome and you have control over that. And in taking that personal responsibility, you'll feel like you have more control of your life and the outcome, thereby decreasing that pessimism and increasing those good feelings, feelings of optimism. And I had shared with you that I had done that on my recovery journey and that that had been something that was really key um, to... My being more confident in my ability to make changes made me feel less trapped. So I totally recommend that to you guys. Now this week, what your challenge is, is to add, remember we talked about habit stacking. So one good habit that you're forming is to make eye contact with other people while you're talking to them. To remain making eye contact with them even when you've made a mistake and to take extreme ownership of that mistake. The second habit that I would like for you guys to stack is compassion. Because another thing that helps with being less negative and being more selfless, as opposed to having pride and being selfish, is to increase your ability to care about other people or to have compassion on them. Compassion, by definition here, is sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or the misfortunes of others. So... I said about three weeks ago that having a deep connection to morality and principles and beliefs seemed to be some sort of developmental delay for me because I really didn't deeply connect with morality or really understand the big picture of why it was important early in recovery and you know, even into like what I would consider to be adulthood for me, right? Late twenties, thirties, right? Not not really understanding like what does compassion truly mean? And maybe Even that statement is hard for some of you guys out there to understand because I would have not understood that back then. I would think, well, yeah, I am compassionate. You know, and I think in order to be truly compassionate, I needed to really be able to see people for who they are. And with having borderline personality disorder or complex post-traumatic stress disorder, any of these really, you know, intense disorders that involve little trauma, which is traumas that occur repeatedly across an individual's lifespan and big T trauma, which is this one, uh, you know, one defining event. I think that there really is, you know, the brain's focus, you know, entirely becomes really, excuse me, the brain becomes hyper focused or entirely focused is what I was trying to say on the emotions that it experiences. It creates a story out of that emotion and then that becomes our reality so that the brain can better protect us from the threat that exists solely in that emotional story. And so, you know, what we really wanna be thinking about is, you know, what are what is our definition of compassion and how much of our compassion only exists when we're in a stable or a good mood and then how do we become people who kind of walk away from compassion into selfishness Maybe not intentionally because our brain is so used to recognizing that big emotion and then believing that story and then running with it to protect us. I would imagine, at least for myself, I can speak for myself, a lot of my my, uh, conscious awareness was spent doing that, for sure. I, I was someone who really wanted to be compassionate, and I believe that I was. I was only compassionate, though, within the confines of what I perceived to be comfortable. You know, so I think of like, like, let me just give you an example about food, because food's easy, I think. Maybe, maybe it's just easy for me, but it it does seem a bit more easy to connect to, right? And so with food, I think about when, you know, years ago when I was in recovery and I tried on the the paleo diet, and uh, I really would you know, I would go out to eat eating on the paleo diet and I would go to holidays and things and I would have like just this air of negativity about me and people would ask why I was doing the diet and, you know, I would say that it was because I wanted to be healthier, right? And, you know, I would get like internally frustrated that the dietary needs that I had wouldn't be accommodated more. And I would feel like some shame around having to eat different differently than other people. And, you know, it's kind of what I would have perceived at the time to be even more normal. I really didn't feel hyperbolic about it at all. Um, But I felt more like normal in those insecurities, whatever. And I didn't realize that my behavior was not only not compassionate towards myself, but also not compassionate towards the people that I loved. And here's the reason for that. Now, if I am going to change my diet and go to a family function, right? What I would love to happen in, in order to be empathetic and compassionate towards other people is that I show up just grateful. And I walk in the door, no matter what I'm eating, paleo, schmaleo, I'm like, hey, thank you so much for cooking for me. Even if I can eat nothing that's being offered, that's not the point. In order to be, for me to have compassion, true deep connected, rooted compassion for someone else I have to see that their labor in what they've done. So I would go and see that they have taken time out of their day, invited me to their home, opened their home up to me to be hospitable, taken time to prepare food for me that they thought that I would like, whether they understood what was I was going through or not is irrelevant that they did what they thought that I would like, that they tried, to put themselves out there and to reach out to me, and I would want to have compassion for them. So I would show up to their home or wherever I was, and I would see them as for people who are who are really doing the best they can and they want me there and they're trying to embrace that moment, which is what it is, right? Now, I could spin that story easily and show up and go, they didn't even think of me. This is ridiculous. They just want me to be who they want me to be. They don't, they don't see me. They don't validate me. I could do all of that. And then, maybe, and then I guess maybe, like I said, that that's true. Remember I said a minute ago, your brain creates a story. So I could walk in and I could feel insecure, right? So what, what feeling words are associated with insecure? Well, I could say shame, guilt, um, anxiety, nervousness. I mean we could go on right so all of those can can kind of be felt especially if somebody who feels their p- primary in the moment emotions and their secondary or history or trauma emotions all at once they kind of rush in and and go pretty quickly then that that really would be what you know your brain would focus on right but and back to this example with the food you know back Years ago, I wouldn't have said anything out loud, I wouldn't have expressed anything, and I would have been like, yeah, I care about those people, but really, you know, I would have been harboring some things in my heart and my mind that really prevented me from being truly empathetic and compassionate towards them. Now again, this is a really simple, benign example But I want to show you kind of clearly an example how you can quickly ride the line between thinking you're compassionate and then being truly deep-rooted in your feelings of compassion, which to me, being a hyperbolic person, that really helps me have a feeling of morality and what it means to be connected to being a good person. So fast forward to today, I don't know, I think I've mentioned this, but It was there was a gap in the summer when I wasn't doing the podcast. So January first of 2023, I started on a carnivore diet lifestyle. It's a truly an elimination diet, and and the reason I did this was my doctor recommended that I um, tried to help my Hashimoto's autoimmune disease, and I have lymphedema too in my left leg, and she she thought that that. This diet would help, and it has helped tremendously in so many ways. So I'm almost at my year. Um, I'll be at a year in January of the upcoming year. And so it can kind of be weird. I have to, I eat only meat and butter or meat and fat. So that's like burger and butter, for example, and some salt. No other seasonings, nothing like that. And we, my husband and I are volunteering. We're doing some work. We're in a church community. We're at having people over our homes, going over other people's homes, and, you know, it can be kind of odd when all you eat is meat um, and you show up to an event. So now what I do is I know that it, it can make people uncomfortable when I don't eat if I'm at an event, and so they they want me to feel like they're taking care of me, like I'm in fellowship with them. So I will take compassion on others, and I will make food to bring with me to places where – other folks are eating, even if I'm okay to not eat and wait until after. Um, I will sit and eat. I will not think anything when I show up to someone's home and they don't have the food that I could eat or enough of the food I could eat because I look at them with compassion. They take time out of their day. They, you know, prep their home for me. They open their home to me or their place of business and they sit with me and they take time with me and that's enough, right? Right? And I've, I had to learn that over the years. And so compassion is something that will help tremendously, as I said before, with those feelings of neuroticism or the tendency to believe that people don't love you or they want to leave you or that morality is pointless and that you can just change morality to suit your emotion. Being compassionate for other people will help you there. I know, um, we kind of, talked a little bit about the community and they're having a hard time making eye contact. And we talked, uh, we had a video podcast that we did within the community and Jay and I were talking about eye contact. And essentially the general gist is that you really, you know, you're, it's, I would like to challenge you to be upset with someone and make eye contact with them. Like have be have an emotion of insecurity and create a story that they are going to leave you and they don't love you as much as you love them. And then go and look at them and say, I love you to them or say something kind. And then I want you to see where that story goes, because I challenge you, if you continue to make make eye contact with people, you will be able to increase your compassion for them and decrease your selfish behavior. It's hard to make eye contact with someone and like be mean to them. Um, It's just, yeah, a very difficult thing to do. So that's something that you can practice. Just practice making eye contact more with people. Try strangers because there's less of a vulnerable buy-in. And then if you can go on to other people, you know, definitely, I highly recommend that, you know, uh, loved ones, right? Maybe your children definitely need to make eye contact with your children. Make eye contact with your partner, your spouse, your, your friends, you know, and really try to increase the time that you can tolerate that discomfort if it's uncomfortable for you. So let's say it's uncomfortable for you to make a brief one second eye contact. Then, you know, make a second and then add a second to it over time. If that sounds silly and a second sounds like, of course I could do that, well then go to five minutes, go to one minute, go to two minute, whatever makes sense is socially appropriate. Five minutes is probably a little too long, right? Like we're not going to make five minute eye contact with a stranger. You know, so it is a brief few seconds, come to think of it. It's my hyperbolic self coming out, right? (laughs) Um, So yeah, just think of it as like taking a couple of seconds to look that person in the eye longer than what's comfortable and then increase that as you're talking in in the middle of conversation, because you want to keep bringing your eyes back to them so that you can increase your ability to have compassion and connection with other people versus your mind, which so quickly gets distracted by that emotion, you know, versus allowing that, that your mind to get quickly distracted into that emotional story and then hijacking your present moment. Okay. So those are some, you know, tips on compassion. So first I, I, urge you and encourage you to be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Really ask yourself where your compassion begins and where it ends and whether or not you're okay with that. You know, if you think of the story I said earlier about the people opening their home and preparing their home for you, is there any, is there ever been a time where it's the holiday season's coming up? You think people are just obligated to hang out with you, so they just like obligatorily send you an invitation and they just open their home to you and they cook food you really don't like? And you ever th- sit there feeling just like, ugh, why am I here? I don't want to be here. Well, maybe that's a good time for you to practice what I'm saying about being compassionate and thinking about what work went into them having you in their home and whether or not, you know, somebody could really be forced to spending time with you if they didn't want to. It sounds kind of silly if I say it that way. Of course they want to hang out with you. Why else would they have invited you there? And of course they care about you. Maybe they don't understand how you eat or maybe they don't know how to do it. So they worry they're not going to do it right. Or maybe they were hope, would hope that you would bail them out because they haven't cooked that way before and brought something. You bring something. So anyway, as you can see, there's a multitude of possibilities here. And in order to have compassion for other people, you have to start thinking about what they're going through separating your mind from theirs and understanding that they have thoughts, feelings, behaviors that are separate from yours and that that really matters. They matter so much, not more than you. They just matter so much. And you know, really looking at how you can increase your compassion because that will help you think more positively. See, those two stories, they can be spun, one very pessimistically and one very optimistically. And the only thing that changed there was my attitude, my shift, my focus. I I hyper-focus on what I can do better and hyper-focus on what others' stories may be so that I can see them for who they are in the big picture of their life, have compassion on them, therefore really helping myself along the way in recovery. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining me for another Mindful Monday Minute. I'm going to be doing are running more groups throughout the winter doing a group right now. And I want, I would love to get two more going in the winter after um, the, at the end of November, excuse me. And then one up and coming in January. I like to do six week groups. I even want to do a DBT skills coaching group, just as like an addendum to some of the, the DBT work that you're doing. So you can look forward to seeing that through social media. Um, I'll be, talking about it here. And I will also be putting links to whatever it is that you need to sign up for those groups in the show notes as the weeks progress. So thank you again so much for spending your Monday with me. Have a great October 23rd, and I will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.